1: Crossing route, Gurley makes the catch 20. First down, he hurdles. Far side of the field, stays on his feet. Inside the 10, Todd Gurley making his case for MVP. Ram Rams sideline across the field from us erupts in celebration. And so the playoffs are coming back to L.A. This January at the Coliseum. We not me versus the NFC. And for the first time since 2003, the Rams are NFC West champions.
3: Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is managing editor Derek Siapala alone on this Monday morning show. Yes, folks. Monday morning. Just getting the caffeine in me. It was a long, long weekend. But we're back. And hopefully, uh, maybe somewhat better than ever. We're here to take a look at Sunday's action. And how it affected the Rams. And they're saying the NFC. We also want to go through the mailbag. And we do want to discuss some of the ongoing questions concerning the Rams staying in Los Angeles. Before we do... We do want to go ahead and ask you, if you haven't already, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all those places. Subscribe, please. If you can leave a review, especially on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. We work hard for you. So I'm hoping you can just give us a little bit of love back. Don't forget to follow us on, don't forget to listen to us, sorry, on IEBeatRadio.com. They air our shows on Wednesdays, Saturdays, and Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Folks, we're we're getting around, we're getting on networks out there. If you listen to us, if you support, if um if you get a chance support us or you can, we really appreciate it. Okay, so the NFC right now is getting a little interesting. It's getting very interesting. Six big games in the NFC that mattered this past weekend. Beginning on Thursday, the Saints beat the Falcons 3-117. They maintain the number one seed in the NFC at this point by virtue of the win over the Rams. The Cowboys beat the Redskins to move into first place in the NFC East, and they beat them pretty soundly. They just pulled away in the second half, especially. The Bears beat the beat the Lions. Sorry, beat the Lions without Trubisky, their quarterback. Eagles beat the Giants late. The Vikings beat the Packers last night, 24-17. And the one that directly affects the Rams right now, the Seahawks beat the Panthers, 30-27. So let's look at this playoff picture. At this point, it's, it's I want to say, a little fascinating if you are deeply into all this. Right now, the number one seed is the Saints. I didn't mention that. They're ten and one. The Rams at ten and one uh, by virtue of the tiebreaker because they they beat the Rams. We mentioned that already. The the Bears are a third seed at eight and three. The Cowboys we had them left for dead. They're not. They're a six and five. They're playing well. They're now the four seed. The Vikings are the 5th seed at 6, 4, and 1. And the Redskins now sitting there at the 6th at 6, and 5. I think it's safe to say that, that that without Alex Smith, they're in trouble. In the hunt, the Seahawks at 6, and 5. The Panthers at 6, and 5. Eagles 5, and 6. And the Packers at 4, 6, and 1. Falcons at 4, and 7. I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here. I think the Falcons are done. They have too much to do with limited time to get in. Uh, They'd have to win out to really have a shot. The Packers, their schedule's favorable, but, man, they have not played well. They have not played well in in this tough part of their schedule at all. It is favorable. They would probably need to win out to get in. Uh, Maybe they could take one loss, but... They'd have to win out and go 9-6-1 to get in. The Eagles are 5-6. and six. Their schedule isn't too difficult the rest of the way. They do have another matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. That one's going to be interesting. That one all of a sudden is going to be really interesting. The Panthers, I, I just don't have any confidence in them right now. They are so inconsistent. They've lost three in a row. They lost at home. To, ah, they cannot beat Seattle for a left Them, I They just can't beat Seattle. I don't know why they can't beat Seattle, but they can. Seattle, I mean, looks like the team that's going to slide in eventually at number six. And I wouldn't have said that two months ago. I had them going eight and eight max this year. There's a really good chance Seattle slides in at six, maybe even gets to five. But if that's the case, if they finish the six, This is how it looks right now. The wild card weekend will be the Bears hosting the Seahawks. Okay? And then the Cowboys hosting the Vikings. A, those are two good games. B, that means the Rams will get either the Bears or the Seahawks in the divisional playoff. As things stand right now. Still five games to go. But... That's how it look, and that's how I see it's going. The Seattle team is getting better. They didn't rebuild this year. They just reloaded. I thought they were rebuilding. I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. The Saints right now at the 1C would then get the winner of Dallas and Minnesota. So there you go. There you go. That's, That's the NFC playoff picture after last weekend or yesterday. The AFC picture is for those that care, for those of you who care, and maybe most I would hope since we're all Rams fans here, I'll just for giggles go through it real quick. Right now the Chiefs are at nine and two. They're nine and two. Number one seed, the Patriots are now moved up to the second seed eight and three. The Texans who played a night at seven and three. The Steelers who were beaten in Denver yesterday. Seven, three, and one. Seven, three, and one. Fourth seed. The Chargers making their move at eight and three. They blew out the Cardinals 45-10 yesterday. There has been some talk about the Chargers actually passing the Chiefs, winning the division, but the Chargers schedule is difficult the rest of the way. Matter of fact, while ESPN's football power index gives a 93% chance of making the playoffs, they only have a 6.6% chance of winning the division over Kansas City. And then finally, their succeed, the Ravens, who, good grief. Who knows what this team is doing? They're 6-5. They have a tougher meeting schedule as well. They, They go to Atlanta, Kansas City, the Chargers, they actually have a a razon finale against the Browns who are playing very well. So I (laughs) the Ravens might be in some trouble here. The Colts are six and five right now and look like they could be a team that will get in. The Titans are also sitting there as well. We'll see how the Titans do tonight against the Texans. So there's a playoff picture. As we sit right now. I man, the NFC is just to me these are some quality teams here. The, with the Cowboys figuring it out, we have some quality teams going down. It's it's heavy. One through five. Right now. The Saints might be the best team in football. Might might just be the Rams. Alright with them. Alright with them. The Bears. At eight and three, they've played very well. And they played. Okay, considering their starting quarterback was out on Thursday night. The the Cowboys, their defense has just been great the last few weeks. Then the Vikings, followed by the Redskins slash Seahawks. The Seahawks, I think, are going to pass the Redskins, like I said before. And you still have talented teams like the Eagles kind of lingering back there. And with Carolina figures it out? So the NFC is just tough this year to even, to get a grip on because of all the talent that's there. We'll see what happens. We'll see how this goes. But, wow. Wow. In terms of what's happening in the NFC. Okay, moving on. Oh, by the way, one more thing before I move on. I can't believe I almost forgot this. With the Seahawks' win, now it's just on the Rams. The Rams go to Detroit this weekend. That's not a joke game, folks. That game in Detroit. Detroit plays tough at home they beat the Patriots at home. They beat the Panthers at home. They've been beating teams at home. Okay, Do not do not sell the Lions short this weekend. It's not a gimme. But if the Rams beat the Lions this weekend, they will win the division. You know, the Seahawks can't do a thing about it. The Rams will hold a tiebreaker. The Seahawks win out the rest of the way. As long as the Rams win that 11th game, they've got the NFC West wrapped up for a second straight year. Okay, so before we move on, let's talk a little bit Jim Hawk. The Hollywood team, most of us are practically addicted to anything Los Angeles Rams. Well, if you want to learn more about the Rams' history with a bit of personal touch, check out Jim Hawk's Hollywood Team Grit, Glamour, and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. The book tells the story of the 1950s Rams through the lens of Jim's dad, John, who was an offensive lineman for the team, from 1953 to 1957. Check out a son's story of his father and the team he played for in an era of glitz, glamour, and future Hall of Famers. Read about players like Norm Van Brocklin, Elroy, Craigslist Hirsch, Tom Fears, and Les Richter in this story spanning the 1950s Los Angeles Rams. You can find Hawk's book online at hollywoodsteam.com and on Twitter at hollywoodsteam. It's available both in hardback and electronic form on Amazon on Barnes & Noble. You can also find Team through various other booksellers on the net. Everyone... I've read this book cover to cover. So has Norm and Johnny. It's well worth every penny for all Rams fans out there. But it's also a great story about a person's father and the legacy he left behind. Again, folks, trust me. Check it out. Hollywood's Team: Grit Glamour and the 1950s Los Angeles Rams by Jim Hawk. It's worth it. Okay, so mailbag. Dun, dun, dun. We actually put the call for a mailbag last night and... All I can say is folks are worried about defense. They're really worried about defense, and I don't blame them. So let's go through this one by one. Eric Ho from at Eho in S-D-L-V-L-A. He writes, how are we going to handle the Saints? Well, the answer is... The secondary. In my view, right now, what, that's what beat the Rams when these two teams played the first time. Secondary breakdowns, miscommunications, some broken coverage, things the Rams could have controlled. If the Rams were just decent in that game, just decent, then they win that game. I'm probably raising some eyebrows. Look at the offensive talent that was available in that game. Look at it. You, I know the Saints have scored more. I know they've been more explosive. But if you look at the talent across the board, the full death chart, I will argue 100 times over, the Rams actually have more weapons than the Saints do. I, and I, I am 100% sold on that. I believe that with all my heart. Look at the rosters. Look at the death charts. You can see it. But the Saints do play some solid defense. They do. And where the Rams really broke down was in the secondary. If you can get that secondary to bleed but not bleed out, it's going to be all right. So get the communication in order. Get to lead back. Get these guys communicating. I am not sure. I do not understand. I have never seen this under Wade Phillips. The communication issues that we've seen throughout the year. And you can see it. You watch film, you see these guys arguing back and forth. You know, and it's not like they're arguing in mean spirit or anything. They're definitely not trashing each other. It's just they're not it's just not good communication. You see it. When Marcus Pierce has been burned, Norm saw it in the film, and and I didn't believe him at first. I went and looked at myself, and he's trying to get help in those situation in many of the situations, and the communication is not worked out. So get to lead back, he'll sell that thing down. Uh, and honestly, even though Peters has some excuses there, he he has not played great for much of the season, and, and he needs to be what we all know he can be. Okay, so there you go. How are you gonna handle the Saints? Well, first pass everybody else. But how do you beat the Saints? Well, it says secondary right now. Everything else, we fine. The Rams can beat the Saints, they can beat them. Okay, uh, Moy the Rough Rider at Moy Rough on Twitter asks, How are Ogbonia Okoronkwo and Akib Tlaib looking? Do you think either of them will play? Versus Detroit. Well, the reports are well, at this point Oco Bronco is fine, that uh, Obo is fine. Uh, Key Tlaib, uh, we had Vinny Bonsignore on last week, and he what he told us was that everything's on schedule for him. He's been taking on taking part in workouts. Um, I think Talib plays Sunday. I don't know about Obo. I do think that it's going to take some time before Talib is one hundred percent. But right now, given this, the the secondary issue with with the Rams. Even like an 85% to leave. Just his presence in and leadership he brings, I think, will be better. So, there you go. Love my country and life. At Scottman001. He said, do you see the defense being able to become relevant or will the Rams have to outscore teams all year long? Well, look at the schedule. If you look at the Rams' schedule the rest of the way, It really isn't a backbreaker in terms of high-powered offenses. They have the rest of the way. The Lions, the Bears, the Eagles, the Cardinals, and the 49ers. The only really ultra-dangerous offense there is the Eagles. If the Eagles figure it out, I mean, they have a lot of weapons. They're struggling with running back, but they have a ton of weapons. If they figure it out, that's going to be a problem. But the Bears' offense is its not going to scare you. The Lions' offense right now, not going to scare you. And certainly not the Cardinals and the 49ers. So I don't really think that it's a case of will they have to outscore every team to be relevant. Uh, I think this defense is going to be better to lead back the lineup. I also think that given two weeks off to get healthy, to get some communication, score it to just squared away. That's gonna do one it's gonna do wonders. And we'll find out this weekend. But they better figure it out fast. The Bears are no joke either. And the Eagles coming in that game, Eagles should be, could be seven and six, fighting for their playoff lives when they when they face us. So the Rams have three tough games coming up and then they can finally I don't want to fill out the gas, but they have the Cardinals and the 49ers, and who knows if the Stars even play in those games or not. We'll find out. But I'm not as concerned about the defense in those games. I think in the long term, the defense will be okay. I think they'll be fine. And they did something last game out that They've been struggling a bit to do this year. That was getting turnovers. They got five against Kansas City. And they did make several stops in that game. So I, I when you give up fifty one points, it's hard to find positives, but those are the positives. Turnovers, pass rushes better. Again, two weeks off. I, I think this defense will be a lot better coming back. I don't think the Rams will have to outscore teams all year long. At least offensive. I mean, listen, that's the key. That's how you win games is outscoring them. But I, I get what you're saying. You're saying, you know, well, are we going to have to go in these shootouts? I don't think so. I don't think. It, and I think we'll see this weekend. We're not going to see Detroit put 30. If they put up 30 on us, I'm going to just tuck in a ball and rock back and forth. Okay. Justin Orisic asks, what your what's your prediction for... The secondary, next year, how does it shake out? Oh, my prediction, I have a lot of doubts that LaMarcus Schroeder will be back next year. If you would have asked me this 12 months ago, I'd say a really, really good chance he'd be back. But he hasn't been the same guy this year. He's had his moments where he's been good. He's had his moments where he's been that same player. But that secondary's been off. So I, I really wonder if they're going to pay him the money next year to be here. Or can they find a, a cheaper replacement in free agency? Can they find somebody in the draft? I, I really wonder about that one. I mean, assuming the Rams pick a part in the first four rounds of the draft. Who knows? The, other than that, I'm not sure to leave his back next year. You know, only playing a couple games. We don't know where he is. In terms of his agility, how he'll look when he gets back, guys—he's darn near 33 years old. He won't heal as fast, and he only has a month to prove, you know, that he is the same guy. I don't see the Rams spend the spend the money on him when they can let him go and recover much of that, unless he's back to himself. Maybe he renegotiates too. By the way. So those are the two guys I wonder about. I think the Rams will will stick with Marcus Peters one more year. I think they'll want to give him a chance to get just another year under uh, his belt, under Wade Phillips. Of course, Johnson's okay. I do wonder about Troy Hill. Will Will he be back? I'm not sure about him. That's a little question in my mind, and I wonder also about Sam Shields. So I think we'll see some shakeups in the secondary. I with Sam Shields, I like to have him back. I really liked having his dimension in the field. He hasn't been perfect this year by a long shot, but he's been a good compliment at times. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, so before we move on, let's talk about the Golden Ring Barbershop. All right, let's get a quick shout-out to our sponsor, the Gold Ram Barbershop. If you're looking to support one of your own in the Orange County area and like the old-school barbershop experience, check out the Gold Ram Barbershop at 13755 Golden West Street in Westminster, California. 92683. Sal Martinez opened up his shop as a shrine to the Rams on the day the team left for St. Louis, and he's kept the light on ever since. He's by appointment only, so give him a call at 714-894-RAMS or 7267. Use the promo code Talk so he knows we sent you and get a discount on an already affordable haircut. The Gold Ram Barbershop is open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. One more time, give Sal a call at 714-894-7267. If it's to his shop, it's well worth it. Just to enjoy all the Rams memorabilia there, it's like a Hall of Fame the Rams. But Sal also provides an old-school barbershop experience talking Rams football. He's talked Vikings football, people. I can't believe it. Trust me. You won't regret it. You know, Sally even managed to look me, Norm, and Magic Johnny look, well, normal. Again, one more time, just one last time. 714 894 Rams. All right. Thank you, Sal, and thank you, all of our sponsors, for all that you've done for us over the last couple of years. If you would like to, to sponsor this, uh, to advertise on either our site or on the podcast, Reach out to us at ramstalk1945 at gmail.com or send us a message at 657-666-5453. We'll be glad to talk to you. We have a media kit available for you. Uh, we hey, we, we, could, we would love to work with you. We could use support. Okay. Other things going on. This this bugged me, folks. I got to admit this. But this kind of put it. just bothered me and. You know, I'm generally pretty neutral. I, I live now in Ohio. I've moved around due, due to military, and then later on being to as uh, teaching and so on and so forth. So I'm not in Los Angeles. I get to visit once in a while. It's nice. It's fun. It's, <laughs> it's actually a blast. But so I'm not really necessarily defending Los Angeles here. I'm I'm looking at the Ram fan base and thinking, you no, know, this is kind of a, a ridiculous thing to ask. CBS Sports Network asked this question yesterday. They talked to Amy Trask, you know, the former honcho for the Raiders, resident of California as they, as they quote her to be, and they asked, can the Los Angeles football teams fill a 70 seat stadium. Yeah, let me say that again. Can the Los Angeles football teams fill a 70,000 seat stadium? Trask replied just to paraphrase her and shorten up a bit can they yes will they remains to be seen they have to earn it they have to they have to work on it um apparently cbs did not bother to look at the attendance numbers when they made that statement i mean it just it blows my mind seriously blows my mind how on earth Are they? It just do they not realize that the Rams are ranked tenth in the league in home attendance right now? Tenth, tenth in the league at seventy-two thousand one hundred seventy-eight per game. Okay, ESPN is really kind of they have their uh, attendance numbers up. It's kind of funky. They list the Rams as filling at seventy-seven point one percent capacity. When they've capped off attendance at around 70 to 72,000 seats. Occasionally, they'll, they'll dish out more depending on the game. Like they, they dish out, I think, 77,000 or so for the uh, the Chiefs game. But they're, that, that 77% capacity number is really inaccurate because a lot of those seats in the Coliseum are not being used purposely because the Coliseum is a logistical mess. An absolute mess, and this keeps getting ignored by the mainstream media. Is it a way to make LA teams look bad, or what? All you have to do is just go once and look. Tailgating is swamped; it's, it is, everybody's literally just crunched up to each other in there. There's no free space. The area around the Coliseum is not exactly, shall I say, desirable for people to come in and walk up to the stadium. It's not parking is tough. It's just tough, period. It's not an NFL venue. Why do you think teams are trying to? Why do you think the Raiders wanted to leave there in 1994? Why'd the Rams leave? The Coliseum has been outdated for a long time. It's been... It is just not an NFL venue. Absolutely not. And that's why they don't see the 90 plus thousand people in there. Now, I'm not going to guarantee 90 plus thousand people would show up every game. I'm not saying that. But... Even ESPN and how they calculate this is wrong when they say 77% capacity. The Rams are 10th in the league in home attendance. They're already averaging over 72,000 people a game. They're averaging over 70,000 a game. They're asking the question to their audience, can the Rams, can the LA teams draw 70,000? Well, I can tell you the Rams can So the question really should be shouldn't be can the Rams do it because they're already doing it? Can the Chargers do it? And up until early yesterday, the Chargers had thirty eight dollars seats available at the Subhub Center. That was us on ESPN. They don't sell out the Subhub Center. Can you believe that? So if there's a team you're worried about, worry about the Chargers? Because the Rams have outpaced them across the board. The Chargers are 8-3. That's a good football team. Nobody covers them. Nobody cares. Think back last weekend to the... all the, the... the acknowledgments of the firefighters and the first responders. Both teams were home last weekend. Which ones made massive news? Which one was covered? Well, the Rams were playing this high-profile game with the Chiefs. And it's all over the news. The Rams did a great job reaching out to the community. They've always done that. Will the Chargers do? Well, I don't know. Because no one talked about it. I don't worry about the Chargers. I don't worry about the Rams. Trask was right, though. She mentions that the, that each team has a responsibility now to reach out to the community. I've mentioned that last week in the podcast. That's something they need to keep doing. If the Rams keep doing what they do, they're going to own this town. The LA fans are getting, overall, they're getting a job. They always do. They always get this bad reputation. Folks, they're asking this question: Can these teams fill a 70000 70, seat stadium? Twenty teams in the NFL don't fill a seventy thousand seat stadium. Seven of those twenty teams don't even have te- don't even have mass capacities. Like Philadelphia, for example, is thirteenth in the league at sixty nine six ninety six. They fill at one hundred point one percent capacity. They would, so they would fill higher they would fill higher they probably would get 70,000 but they didn't be able to stay in that big but you're talking about the LA teams 70,000 why are you asking about the Washington Redskins at 26th place they have a, a stadium a huge stadium in Landover, Maryland seats 90,000 plus people 74.7% capacity for a playoff contending team. Oh. Uh, okay. Hey, how about the Bengals? The Bengals. Also playoff contending team. 52,844 a game. 80.7. No one's asking questions. I don't, I'm not reading anything in the uh, the mainstream news about that. Tampa Bay. Uh, they've been pretty awful for a while. I can't understand this. 84.1% capacity. 55,181 per game. Hey, even Indy. Indy's at 91.3 a game. 57,000. They're competing for a playoff spot. Come on, seriously. I mean, really, just seriously. It's just, it's just what we're doing now, just beating up on the LA fans. and It just gets old. It gets old fast, is what it does. It gets really old really fast. And at some point here, well, no, it doesn't have to stop. You wish it would stop. I was going to say at some point it needs to stop. No, but there, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. When the whole St. Louis versus L.A. war is going on, that's all it was talked about. That's all it was ever talked about, was attendance, 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 and L.A. is held to this much different standard than anywhere else. They forget all the different parts of, all the different aspects of L.A. that are different than the rest of the country. But... Man, we've talked about that over and over again. Okay, moving forward here, folks. Don't forget this weekend the Rams have the Lions. They win that game. They do clinch the division. That's a big one. Other than that, it's been pretty quiet in the news front for the Rams. I don't have much else to tell you. Get ready for the Lions game. This week we'll have uh, a gentleman from the Lions breakdown to talk about talk with us about the game. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be pretty exciting for to have him on. He's, he's a good guy. And we'll have our normal schedule also with butting heads and the Rampage crew to come here and talk serious Rams football. I'm actually kind of happy there's a whole lot of Rams news out right now. Because usually Rams news equals injuries, knock on wood. We don't want that. We don't want any more injuries. So it's, it's about time to close up shop here. Do I, give, I do want to just ask you again. If you don't follow us on Twitter, please do. We're at Talk Rams. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Rams Talk. You can find me on Twitter at DC Apollo. You can find all the other guys. Norm Hightower at Norm Tower, Steve Ribeiro at Steve Ribeiro. Johnny Gomez at Johnny5.6. The Rampage Radio Crew at Radio Rampage Pod. Uh, these guys are all fun to follow, especially the, the, the Rampage guys. They're all a lot more than any of us are. And don't forget us on iTunes, Stitcher all those places we really appreciate you guys checking us out on this on this monday morning show caffeine version get your caffeine have a great week guys we'll talk to you soon take care
0: Sugar
1: Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
2: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.